0: Watsons Go to Birmingham Chapter 12 That Dog Won't Hunt No More Birmingham was like an oven. That first night I couldn't sleep at all. Me and Bi had to share a bed, and we both were sweating like two pigs. It got so hot that Byron didn't even keep a sheet on himself to make sure I didn't accidentally touch him in the night. He finally slept on the floor because he said it was a little bit cooler. When I got up, Byron was gone. I looked out the window into the backyard, and By and Dad and Mr. Robert were standing under a great big tree with the dog. I went to the bathroom real quick, did my morning scratches, then ran out to be with the guys. "'Morning, Kenny. Morning, Dad. Morning, Mr. Robert. Morning, By. Byron just grunted, then said, "'Man, you going to quit drinking so much water. You sweated up the whole bed last night.' "'I ain't sharing the bed with your leaky little buh,' he looked at Dad. "'With your leaky little self again.' Mr. Robert said, you boys will get used to the heat. Dad petted the dog and said, he's too old to hunt? Oh, yeah, that dog won't hunt no more. He's just like me, lost the desire. Both of us got to the point where we just couldn't pull the trigger. Both of us got to be just like Joe Lewis toward the end. Remember his last fights, Daniel? Remember how Joe just walked around the ring, waving that left fist like a threat? He just couldn't throw it. He just couldn't pull the trigger, no more. His mind told him to do it, but his body wouldn't cooperate. That's me and Toddy. There's times at night I hear him howling. I know he's dreaming about being back in the woods. But both of us know that's gone. Mr. Roberts bent down and rubbed the dog's head. Yeah, son. In his day, this was the best coon dog in all of Alabama. Used to get a hundred bucks just to stud him. Byron rubbed the old, gray, nasty-looking dog's head, too. A hundred bucks? "'Man. Yeah, me and Toddy saved each other's lives. Hate seeing him get so old. Judging by the way Mr. Robert looked, I bet the dog was saying the same thing about him. "'How'd you save his life? You ever been coon hunting?' "'No, sir.' "'Well, there ain't too many animals wilier or tougher than an old coon. Most people think you just chase him up a tree and pop him, but that ain't half the story. Toddy trailed this coon all the way out to this lake, and the coon went in the water.' Now, most of the time, a dog will stop right at the water. They know better than to go in. But Toddy must have just dove right in after that coon. He must have been a half mile ahead of me when I heard him holler and then get real quiet. What happened? The coon got him in the water and held his head under till he drowned him. I stopped believing this junk right there. A raccoon drowning in a dog. I looked at by and Dad, but they both were believing what Mr. Robert was saying. Dad said, I've heard about raccoons doing that. "'Oh, yeah, Toddy here's living proof,' Byron said. "'If he drowned, how come he ain't dead?' "'Well, when I finally got to that lake, I seen the coon going out one way and Toddy nowhere in sight, and I knew what happened. I dove right in that water and started looking for him. Took me only a minute. I dragged him back to the shore, turned him upside down to let the water run out of him, held his mouth shut and breathed right in his nose. He kicked a couple of times, then came to.' Byron said, "'Man, that's too much. That's cool.' all I could think of was that Mr. Robert was probably the only human being who'd ever put his mouth on a dog's nose. That was pretty cool. I asked Dad, when do we eat? Kenny, you're the only one who hasn't eaten already. Your mother and grandmother are in the kitchen. Go on in. I went back inside. Even before I got in, I could hear Mama saying that Birmingham wasn't anything like what she'd remembered. Her favorite saying's got to be, what's this? And how long's that been like that? And when did that happen? And... Why do you do this like that? And most of all, aw, Mama. Grandma Sands thought Mama was hilarious and cracked up every time Mama got upset or worried about something that she didn't remember or didn't like. Grandma Sands must have seen The Wizard of Oz a million times because every time she laughed, it sounded just like that Wicked Witch of the West. At first, her laugh was so scary that whenever me and Joey heard it, we wanted to go get behind something or someone. But after a while, we got used to it. It took us even longer to get used to the southern style of talking. Man, Grandma Sands and Mama would start yakking to each other, and we could only understand half of the things that they said. The smell of bacon dragged me right into the kitchen. Mama, Joey, and Grandma Sands were sitting at the little skinny kitchen table yakking. Morning, Kenneth. Morning, Mama. Morning, Joey. Morning, Grandma Sands. You sleep okay? It was real hot. Joey was sitting in Mama's lap looking all drowsy. She said, I know, I was sweating all night. The bacon was sitting on a plate, on a piece of paper towel. Mama had another piece of paper towel in her hands because of all the things that Grandma Sands was telling her were making her hands get all sweaty and disgusting. I got some cereal and bread and bacon and sat at the skinny table with them. I must have interrupted something real important because as soon as I sat down, Mama acted like I disappeared and started asking Grandma Sands more questions. Well, what about Callie Lily Lincoln? I always wondered what she's doing. Lona, didn't I write to you about that? Uh, uh, uh. They kept on talking and keeping on ooing and on. And Grandma Sands kept on interrupting breakfast by scaring me and Joey with that laugh. And Mama kept on saying, Oh, Mama. And she kept on having to get up and get more paper towels to wipe her hands. And most of all, she kept on talking more and more Southern style. They talked about how much trouble people were having with some white people down here, who got married to who, how many kids this one had, how many times that one was in jail, a bunch of boring junk like that. It didn't get interesting until I noticed that Mama got real, real nervous right before she said, "'And what about you, Mama? Mr. Roberts seems like a nice man and all, but...' Grandma gave that laugh and my spoon flew out of my hand and spilled cornflakes on the table. Mama acted like she didn't even notice, but without even looking at me, she handed me one of the nasty, soaking wet pieces of paper towel and kept looking at Grandma Sands. "'I was wondering when we'd get to that,' Grandma Sands smiled. "'We've been good friends since right after y'all left for Flint.' Mama was being kind of rude. She interrupted and said, "Oh, Mama, good friends? What does that mean?' "'Well, Lona Sands, what is it that's bothering you? Why don't you just say what's on your mind?' Mama started wringing the neck of another piece piece of paper towel. I just don't understand what's going on here. How come I never knew him? Did Daddy know him? Mama said that last part like she was dropping a bomb on Grandma Sands. Grandma Sands looked at her for a minute. Lona, things are different from what they were when you left. Nearly everything changes. Your daddy's been gone for almost 20 years. Grandma Sands had stopped smiling. Now Mr. Robert is my dearest friend. "'Wow, I could see where Byron learned how to say a couple of words "'and have people think he'd said a whole bunch more. "'Grandma Sands didn't yell or scream or anything, "'but the way she said those couple of things "'made everybody who heard it shut their mouths and listen real hard. "'Even though she only told Mama that Mr. Robert was her friend, "'it seemed like I heard her also give my mother a real good scolding. "'Mama pouted and kissed the top of Joey's head. "'I picked up my spoon and kept eating.' this was great. I'd never seen Mama act like a little kid who just got yelled at, but there she was picking at a piece of paper towel and looking kind of embarrassed. Dad and Byron came in with Mr. Robert. Mr. Robert going to walk us over to the lake, show us the best fishing spots for later. Joey, Kenny, you coming? Give these two some time alone to talk. Mama pushed Joey off her lap and we followed the little parade outside. The heat made me and Joey feel like we couldn't wake up. I didn't want to do any walkin', but the dirty dogs made me go anyway. The only kid that acted like he was having any fun was Byron. He walked the whole way with Mr. Robert and Dad and laughed and joked with them about every stupid story they told. When we finally got back, I went to sleep under a fan. They were going to force me to go fishing with Byron and Joey the next day, and I knew I needed a ton of rest. I started to think that making Byron spend all of his summer in this heat was more punishment than even a juvenile delinquent like him deserved but he seemed like he was having a great time.